raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. And uh, it's Group Chat Thursday. Today is August 3rd. Ooh, how are we in August already? Uh, right. How? Also, how are we like in the third day of August already? Right, right. Today is na- <laughs> Today is National Grab Some Nuts Day. Oh, okay. And I'm going to <laughs> assume since I'm a consensual, you know, <laughs> I'm a consent, consent person that uh-huh. we're referring to Brazil nuts. Yes. Cashews, yes. peanuts, and the like. I love a good boy of peanuts, so I'm, really? I don't feel like grab those for a say, but you know. Okay. All right. Pop them in one by one. I'm a macadamia nut gal. Mm, okay. Again, not sure if you're grabbing them. Right. You know, but I guess when I think of grabbing peanuts, I think of like at a bar, like with Oh, they, yeah, like the. Yeah, but I don't, not that I be in bars, but that's what I think. <laughs> During your bar crawl. I'm day. also just wondering, right. I'm also just wondering, like, why is that a day? You know why? Marketing. I was about to say the nut industry. Mm-hmm. The lobbyists. The nut lobbyists. <laughs> the real nuts. Well, what do we have coming up today? Because the group chat is uh, my kind of day. we got a lot of things yes. to discuss. We have a lot to discuss. So we're going to talk about relationships because we love relationships on the Amanda Seal Show. But they require work, Amanda. Yes. They're not easy breezy. But is there such such thing as too much work in a relationship? You know, compatibility versus conflict resolution. Mm. So there's a lot in there. We're going to talk about that. Also, have you ever thought about moving to another country? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Because America might might have a, a exodus, <laughs> a mass exodus coming soon. So hopefully you got some place on, on your list of places to go. But this hour, we're going to talk about parenting, Amanda, because famous fathers and their daughters, you know, like Benzino and Quilla Ray, mm-hmm. they've had some um, contentious relationships. We're going to talk about just like the idea of just parents saying sorry forgiveness all of that it's, it's really a lot it's a lot <laughs> okay it's a okay. lot to unpack with these parents well we're gonna get into all of that uh so make sure you keep it locked right here you know it's gonna be a group chat thursday that means we're gonna be chit-chatting all day long you can chime in one eight five five amanda eight that's one eight five five two six two six three two eight it's time to listen laugh and learn right here on the amanda seal show what's cracking y'all it is thursday here at the amanda seal show so that means it's time to get into these group chats we are talking about the parents we are we are so amanda i don't know if you've seen this viral video that's been going around with benzino reflecting on his relationship with coila ray which is his daughter superstar daughter um, we have some audio from his interview. Let's take a listen. Do you feel Coy owes you an apology? I got thick skin, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm one of the people, like, let's just forget it, move forward. Because <laughs> I, I, you know, I went through a lot, man. And it was hard for me, you know what I'm saying, to be looked upon as it. Like, I've been caught all kinds of with a deadbeat dad. Come on, man. That's my, I love my daughter. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be known as that. Like, I don't care what people think, but that hurt me. That's, that's my daughter. I raised her. When people say I hate her Coy's career and I'm jealous and all this, that's like, man, like, 
It's evil, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Because my love is huge for that, for that little girl, man. That's my little girl, man. Can we get him some yeah. tissue, please, out the uh, back? Yeah. We don't believe you. You know, people see this argument on the internet. It ain't nothing that I'm talking. Was it hard, though, not speaking to her during that period? Of course. This whole thing was one of the worst things I've been through in my life. I've been through hell. What, what, what is he talking about? So, you know, there's been a contentious relationship between him and Koi since she's um, been the public eye, um, so, so to speak. But to my knowledge, it's just been her being like, yeah, he wasn't really like around. Right, right. I feel like that's her, I guess, harm his reputation for, for him. <laughs> this still feels like it's about him. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's really important as parents to understand like that your child's experience of you right is real mm-hmm. and it's not about you uh you know i think that what, what troubled me about hearing this was that he was really more centered on his hurt and his pain the interviewer led him down that road saying like does should koi apologize to you no <laughs> if that was her experience that was her experience right. and, and I, it's not like he's denying that she was saying anything that wasn't untrue he's just like i love her and that's the part that always is just so like disconnecting for folks just because you love your child doesn't mean you were good at loving your child Mm. it's the two things can be existing at the same time in the same place and she i've met coyla ray she ain't no little uh shrinking violet and i feel like what she is speaking on is coming from her heart Uh so when he does this it's like this to me is not how you actually mend fences with your child because it makes it seem as if you're dismissing. Right. It makes it feel like you're dismissing and you're undermining the validity of their feelings. Right. Um, by centering your own. So like Benzino and Koya side, do you feel like just parents in general have a hard time kind of hearing? Oh, hearing, yes. Hearing the truth. Hearing the truth and also not taking it personal, uh-huh. uh, but understanding that your impact on your child is going to be very different than your child's impact on you. Mm. You are an adult. Your brain has formed. You've had experiences that you can connect this to. Your child is also looking to you for something far different than you're looking to your child for. Your child is looking to you for protection, for affirmation, for support in ways that you would never not, you would never logically look to your child for. Mm-hmm. And so when those things aren't provided, that really is a void that doesn't just disappear. And it's not something that you can just, what did he say? Uh, he wanted to just chalk it up or right, basically like, like, like let it, let it, let it be by let bygones be bygones. Like no restorative justice practices <laughs> and parents don't realize that your kids feel the thing that you did or that you didn't do. Forever. Forever. They're impacted by it forever. Yes, it shapes them as a person. Mm-hmm. So when you come like, can we just let this go? Like, come on. Like, it, it, ain't, that, it, it ain't that type of party. Okay. I should continue talking about this, Amanda. Okay. So, y'all stay tuned. Stay like in because we got more to say. This group chat Thursday. On the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, I like the Bible. So we were talking about uh, famous fathers and their daughters, like mm-hmm. the impact that parents have on their kids because mm-hmm. Benzino was crying saying that he just wishes him and Coyle Ray could move past, I guess, mm. like their quote-unquote beef. But it's not like he, like, didn't come to her birthday party. <laughs> right. Like, she was like, nah, like, he was not a present father. Right. In the way that she felt like he needed to be or wanted to be. Um, it hurt his feelings. It hurt his feelings that people were calling him a deadbeat. Well, I think, too, because your daughter's 
success successful like yes she's this emerging rap superstar yes. um and you're like it, he's, he's a figure in music of course he is so i think i guess to kind of hear that in your industry and in your stomping ground is kind of like you know people don't like that that ego yeah but that's not the way to approach it uh, but you were speaking earlier in the um last break about people just not understanding the impact that they have on their children in the ways in which they show up in the ways um, the good decisions they make and the bad decisions we make. Like we even mm-hmm. seen like even with um, the relationship between D Wade and his daughter Zaya. Yeah, how he's made conscious um, decisions for the betterment of her. Like in yes. the public eye, as having a daughter who is trans and knowing the society how, how society how yeah. society responds to just that as a just as, as a phrase. Trans. Right. Oh right. no, no. Even moving from like I was Florida just about to say that. Yeah. To for, because of their legislation around LGBTQ um, individuals, you see like a different direction. Like oh, I'm yeah. gonna protect my child. At, at all costs, even loudly. Even if I got to take the, um, the 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 brunt of it, yeah, in the public eye, and that to me says so much about him as a person. But it says I'm I'm sure so much to Zaya about him as a father, mm-hmm. right? And that type of support, you know, when you see that from your parent, it then makes you, I feel like, really have a certain level of confidence and assuredness about yourself that you're going to need as you move through this world into adulthood. And when you don't have that, you start building that confidence and assuredness on things that are actually not really real. Take it from me. Take it from me. Like, I had that from my mom, but I didn't have that from my father. And I feel like I really would have benefited from having that from my father because I started then building my confidence based on, like, outside approvals from other people. Um, And that is not anything you can't, you cannot build on that. It's like building a house on sand because right. people come and go. They have their own things going on, et cetera. You have to have your inside approval. And it's really parenting. And it doesn't necessarily have to be your biological parents, but it's parenting that forms that for a kid. No, definitely. And I think you see when people don't, don't have that. And you see people do have it. And, to, and you said this earlier, but like <laughs> kids, they take all this with them. That They're going into yes. their life. Everything, you, the foundation you lay with them is what they're going to stand on, yep. good or bad. So... When they're in, like someone like Zaya, I can see now, she's set up for a life of confidence within herself because yep. her, her household has affirmed her. Yes. So, of course, the world's going to do what the world's going to do, but you have that strong foundation Bingo. to move forward um, in life. But, you know, some people just feel like their parents don't have it to give. Well, there was something he said in that interview, Benzino, when he was like, you know, I just had a lot of difficult things going on. You know what I'm saying? I had a rough time. And I want to make sure that we talk about when we get back just the fact that, like, your parents have their own trauma, but that don't got to be your trauma. Right. And don't let it be. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show on a group chat Thursday. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's group chat Thursday here at the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. So Benzino was on a radio show crying because his daughter, Coyla Ray, is estranged from him. And he felt some type of way that she has, like, publicly said that she feels he's a deadbeat dad. Mm-hmm. Um... Then, of course, that has, like, ricocheted into the the halls of the internet, you know. And two cents about him and their relationship. Yes. And he started crying and was just like, you know, I've had a, I had stuff that I was going through. You know, I just had a difficult time, et cetera, et cetera. And it's not to say that you can't have compassion for your parents. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like sometimes it's kind of like a get out of jail free car when that gets, <laughs> when that type of stuff gets brought up. Am I wrong? I agree with you. I think people use it as a shield um, to to escape accountability for their actions. Yes. Like, yes. Well, I, well, I'm hurt too. But in the words of Dreamgirls, Effie, we all got pain. <laughs> Effie, we all got pain. And also, like, you know, shame for what happened to you back in the day, but mm-hmm. shame on you for staying that way. Mm-hmm. And I think so it, it becomes a real burden for a lot of children 
to carry their parents' trauma. Right. Then you are now not just carrying your parents' trauma because they're like trauma dumping, but more so just the fact that, okay, you could expect, le- you should expect less of me because of what I went through or what I had. Now, there are real scenarios where that is a real thing, mm-hmm. right? Parents suffering from addiction or severe disability, like all of these things. These are very things. These are real things. But I think that there's this kind of like cultural expectation that like your parents tried their best. And that's not always true. That's true. Sometimes your parents didn't try their best. They made choices out of ego or out of laziness. Not they were skating by. Yes. The skaters. (laughs) They were Tony Hawking. And when you realize that, it can be very sobering. Mm -hmm. Like, damn, like you really didn't try your best right there. Mm. I mean, I think two. Okay. I think two things about this. I think one, to your point, there are parents who are. Depending on what generation your parents are, everyone has different age parents. Yeah. Um, a lot of them are repeating cycles of their parents. Yes. They're like, well, my parent did this way, so I parent this way. Uh-huh. Not, and not necessarily even consciously and social sometimes. cycles. Right. I don't think you sometimes even conscious that they're doing it. They're like, oh. I'm, I'm, I just thought this was the way, right. yeah. I discipline you by spanking because I was spanked. I don't even have a thought or rhyme reason to it. But I think there is a certain point in adulthood where you have like a new consciousness. Like, oh, why am I doing these things? Yeah, you should. Refl- you should at least. <laughs> And you reflect, and I feel like at that point, that's when you're able to like, oh, I I have the right to turn this ship, this ship, and do something different. But I think when you continue to still go down that road, and you kind of you know you're doing something in a cycle that isn't productive, and you don't do it, it's kind of like, oh, well, you had the opportunity. That's to what I'm saying. You had the choice. What is the reason why you didn't make that choice? Right. And that is why you get in therapy. That's why. You need therapy. <laughs> that's why. Well, I don't know about y'all, but I would love to hear from you. One eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two. 6328. My parents out there, what do you do to challenge yourself to show up for your kids different than your parents may have shown up for you? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, hit me up. one 855 amanda And it could be a very small thing. I mean, we talked about, you know, breaking generational curses in the, a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah, but saying. I think there's also just the action of doing certain things mm-hmm. that is something that can, you know, show up for your kids in a different way. And I would love to hear from it because I know a lot of people are probably trying to figure out what they should be doing or what they could be doing. And we, we're a village. We're a village, so let's give some people ideas. one 855 amanda 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and it is time for Jeremiah Like the Bible to hit us with a seal so superlative. It's time for Most Likely. What's up, y'all? It's me, Mike the Bible, and welcome to my yearbook class. So... <laughs> Today's most likely is most likely to not be Jada Waiter. Y'all like, what does that mean? <laughs> Amanda's face is like, who is Jada Waiter and what's going on? Well, if you didn't know, Summer Walker is done with Lil Meech. They was together. That was like two seconds. They was together. She was rocking the chain. All of that. She was talking to the girls in the DMs like, what's going on with you and my man wearing his chain? She was doing that? Yeah, it was a lot. It was, it was a lot happening in them two weeks of them, <laughs> them together. Yeesh. She was on Carisha Please talking about her man, her man, her man, her man. Um, what she posted on earlier this week, she posted on her story. She said, try my best to be Jada Waiter, but couldn't. What's Jada Waiter? So Jada Waiter is another, um, how do you, a baby mama. Okay. Influencer. I forgot who Dave Mama she is. Jada Waiter is who Dave Mama was Jada Waiter. Mm-hmm. She, she's a rapper's Dave Mama. I could, I could tell you. That. I always forget who. It's like five of them that I get confused in my head. That's a lot. Yeah. Um. Basically, she basically said that she couldn't take the cheating stuff. So she alluded to the fact that they've been together for five seconds. <laughs> he's already cheating. Allegedly, according to 
That's what she inferred. She inferred. I don't even understand these dudes though. What is the point of wifing somebody up? That's the that's the real question. I mean, I think part of it is you know the love. People love a moment. People love to be together. X Y Z. Um, but Jada didn't like it when she found out it was posted to the blogs. And Jada came back and said, "I learned my lesson after one kid." All uh, caps. MFers around here starting starting their own trends and insert me for laughs on the shade room. No crying face. So yeah, some rock is done. She's over it. Still over it. Over it. Part three at this point. So I don't know what she go do. Maybe she should be single. Or maybe she actually will give us a great album after this. Cause you know, some rock will love a good breakup album. Listen, I'm gonna tell you time and time again, stop dating these <laughs> actors. Cut it out. Don't do it, don't do it. She wanted, she wanted, you know, let's see what Lil Misha's working with. I mean, I hope it was worth it. He's, you know, he's a little cutie patootie. <laughs> and his BMF chain. But like, you know, he's, the question, the, the question off top is how far of an apple are you from the tree? Hmm. Like, we know who his father is. Big Meech, yes. So that should be the opening question. That's what you should be looking at. And, you know. I don't know. I'm so damn Lil Baby, that's her baby daddy. Uh, Jada, Jada Waiter. Jada Chief is actually her name, but they call her Jada Waiter. Lil Baby, the one who's... Does does he have another baby mama, um, Danielle? That's the baby. (laughs) Y'all, I gotta go. I was like, wait, does he have a baby? And we'll be right back. This is the Amanda Seals Show, and that has been another edition of Most Likely To. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. In the midst of a group chat Thursday. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about this hour? This hour, we're talking about relationships, Amanda Seals. But we love that. We got to because there's this whole thing idea that relationships are easy. They breezy. Like, come, come a girl. <laughs> it's a walk on the beach. Lies. <laughs> What's up on the beach? You know, got that's got that's almost got all types of stuff in the scene. That's just almost as bonkers <laughs> as people really confidently telling me actors are rich. Um, <laughs> and I'm just like, where are y'all at? That has never been the rumor. Relationships, I don't, to me, I don't know that relationships have ever been considered easy, but I do feel like there's this like trend of people being like, if it's hard and it ain't right. And right. I, I, I want to shirk that. I want to push back on that. But by the way, happy birthday to Tom Brady, who definitely knows this firsthand. Ooh. 
Yep, knows it firsthand. Also to the late Tony Bennett. All right, group chat continues. Plus, we've got your 60-second headlines this hour. Hit us up, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Our phone lines are always open. We would love to hear your thoughts on things that we're discussing, as well as any things that you learned this week. You know I'm all about sharing that knowledge, honey, all right? And uh, you know what? If you need some advice, that's a reason to call, too. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Remember, if you miss any of the show, you can check us out wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check out the latest episode of my podcast, Small Doses. We've got the most hated and most loved Jason Lee of Hollywood Unlocked. Stopping by to talk about side effects of gossip. Okay? And I know a lot of y'all are like, I can't stand Jason Lee. That's exactly why you should listen. All right? And if you want to watch it, it is on YouTube today, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. Check out the visuals at Amanda Seals TV. All right, when we get back, we're going to get into this whole relationships being a hard work thing. Is that a myth? Is it real? What's the deal? We'll talk about it. Don't go anywhere. It's Amanda Seals. I'm your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. I'm Jeremiah, I like the Bible. This is the Amanda Seals Show. And uh, this hour on group chat, we got to talk about relationships. Yes, okay? Amanda. Because it's like effort to be together, Amanda. I, people don't. It's effort. People really don't know that. And hard work. So mm-hmm. Shawnee O'Neal, you know, the former wife of Shaquille O'Neal. Yes. And her new husband, <laughs> Keon Henderson. Did she keep O'Neal? Yeah, but well, I think she like in public. You know, okay. people know her. She might have a new last name though. We'll call her Shawnee Henderson right now. Yeah, Shawnee Henderson, her new husband Keon Henderson, recently shared their tools they use to ensure that they have a successful marriage. Let's take a listen. What are the things that make your marriage work? Communication is huge, um, which no one told me the first time around, because this is also uh, another chance for me. One thing my husband did um, shortly after we got married is he sat down and he has this this notebook and it's leather and it just looks like business, right? So whenever this notebook comes out, I'm like, oh God, here we go. I don't know what's about to happen. Brings it to the table and he says, what's our goal for the next month? the next three months, the next six months, and it went all the way to five years. I have never, ever, like in a relationship, in a partnership, ever sat down and done our goals that way. And we have what we call a a contract and a commitment to where we can always go back to that page and say, this is what we committed to. You know, even if it alters or changes, we talk about it. So we do it on Wednesdays, and then we give each other 10 minutes of uninterrupted conversation. So she gets to go 10 minutes. I I can't sigh, I can't breathe hard, I can't respond, I can't tell her what I think. And then we have to ask the person's permission to respond to it. And you can say, I'm not in a position at this moment to respond to that effectively. Wow. Wow. Devon going to do that. <laughs> that he gonna pull that one. I, I don't even know if I'm. I'm gonna have to remix this a bit. Not remix it. Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to give that an option because <laughs> he'll actually. take it every time. He'll be like, I'm not at the present time able to respond to this presently. Uh, I think that's a great idea, and it really speaks to the reality that communication is not easy. Right. Like when we talk about hard work in relationships, I feel like sometimes it's literally just communication and like mm-hmm. finding the balance of communication, learning the trends of communication and really just being able to move through your life with this other person in ways that don't get tripped up by other parts of your life. Right. And it's also it takes intentionality. Like there's a level of intention. Like what are you saying here with a leather notebook as she said? I literally have a leather notebook. <laughs> like I know exactly what leather notebook she's talking about. I'm about to go pull mine out. I'm screaming. That's a lot of effort. Like people, I think people think it's just going to be like we get together. No, people think it is vacays. <laughs> 
<laughs> right? And right. pictures and matching <laughs> matching track suits. And match pajamas on Christmas. Matching pajamas on Christmas. That's a lot more Amanda. Just match pajamas on Christmas. I mean, good for you. In front of the Christmas that's tree. That's not all you're going to get if you get that, though. <laughs> and that's the reality. It's going to be a lot more than just the gifts under the Christmas tree that you're going to have to unwrap. I got to tell you about a funny uh, Christmas story when we off, off air <laughs> about some photos. <laughs> Ooh, I want to hear that story. But I also want to hear more about just the process of, you know, people thinking that relationships can be easy. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like we're misinformed. We are. It's these movies. It's, te- it's television. And this Disney. Disney. Fairy tale ending. Mm-hmm. But happily, well, you just saw Into the Woods. I did. It ain't happily ever after. Nope. Know. That was just the end of Act One. <laughs> we'll be right back to the Amanda Seals Show on the group chat Thursday. Keep it locked. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. It's a group chat Thursday, and we're talking about my favorite thing to talk about relationships. Mm-hmm. And the idea that they require work. We heard Shawnee O'Neill, her new husband, Keon um, Henderson. Henderson? Yeah. Yes. Um, talk about like how they have a leather, a leather notebook, Amanda, and they plan out like just their love for each other. Well, no, they don't plan out their love for each other. They plan out like things that they are working on together right. in their life. Yes. And I think it actually is more of an exercise on just moving past avoidance and mm-hmm. actually having to talk about difficult conversations. I just feel like for every couple, like real things are difficult to talk about. And that could right. be a myriad of things for different people, right? For some people, the real things is like, Maybe talking about IVF or, you know, child, you know, child planning, et cetera. For some people, the real thing is, you know, career and Mm -hmm. and money, right? For some people, it's your family. You know, let's talk about your flipping family, right? There's Uh a myriad of things, but it's like being able to create that safe space. And what he's done with this whole Leatherbound Notebook is like, okay, this is our safe space to talk about the things that are coming up for us Mm -hmm. that we want to plan for. And it's a contract that she said contract, but I feel like it's more so... It's just an agree. It's well, it's just like, it's just um, something tangible that you can come back to. Cause sometimes it's like, you just in the moment and you Mm -hmm. need to be able to show somebody like, no, no, you said, (laughs) right. And we said, we agreed on it. And I think that's really beautiful. And it's something I'm going to try in my relationship. There is something to be said about putting pen and paper and you're like, oh, okay. Oh, this is permanent. We writing this down. Wait, let me, let me rethink what I said. (laughs) Let me change that. Yes. And to your point too, like, all the parts of your lives that affect us. It's because there's you and your partner in a relationship, but you have your family. You, if you have older parents, you have you want kids. All these things that are moving, like a, a runaway train, you got to be prepared for it. And I think some people just don't really realize that. They have a very fantastical idea about what relationships are and mm-hmm. not realizing that, like, your relationship is just a part of your life. Mm-hmm. Like, everything else is happening. You know, you definitely sometimes you get, there's this idea that, like, oh, well, why do I have to take, you know, why do I have to bear the brunt of, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, well, you're not bearing the brunt, but, like, this is happening and like right. we live together mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is what it is and it happens more than people really know and I think that the reality is that the work that we talk about when it's like work 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 it's not just like date night and keeping the spice but it's also just the effort of trying to get out of your own way to get to each other that's true and I think a lot of times people talk about just their People feel like they, they like their planets kind of move away from each other as they stay longer in a relationship together. Like the longer you're together, like you kind of see yourself like drifting apart. And I think this kind of helps you kind of stay in tandem together because you're sitting actually voicing, oh, this is where I see yeah. us going. This is where I see myself going and, and figuring out how to kind of 
coincide those two things. So yeah, you, you need to make it coalesce. Sometimes, like in your brain, you're like, well, I'm doing this over here, and your partner will be like, well, I'm doing this over here, and y'all never have even come together to really talk about it in an intentional way. I mean, there's also just the reality that we live in a society now that's very much about like individual mm-hmm. like su- success, like individual movement, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you're with somebody. It's like, okay, I need, I still need to keep my identity. I still need to keep my identity. You know what I'm saying? It's me. But it's also like, yeah, but you're with somebody. Right. So how do you do the two things at the same time? There's a great episode of This Is Us where like you feel like Randall and Beth are going to break up and like get a divorce because Randall's like running for like office yeah. and Beth wants like a dance studio yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And the way they kind of just shoot it, it's like, oh, they're going to break up. But it ends with basically Beth figuring out a way to make both these things work. Mm-hmm. Like we can, you can do this thing, I can do this thing, but we have to kind of like rearrange. We our have lives. to be mindful, right? And make a shift. Mm-hmm. The shift, shift, baby. I ain't trying to shift. They like move their house. They like move to a different house to make it work. When we get back, we are gonna keep talking about what it takes to make it work. And is there such a thing as too much work? Mm-hmm. Keep it locked. Give us a call. One eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We we up, we up, we up. What's going Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Hey, y'all see Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. So we've been talking about relationships. We have, Amanda. And the work that they take to maintain, sometimes you buy a little book from the store and write down your five-year plan together. <laughs> if you want to find out what that is, go listen to the podcast <laughs> and you can Sit check it out. Cross applesauce and talk to each other with eye contact. Okay, well, here's the thing. We've been talking about, like, you know, you got to put in work for mm-hmm. a relationship. Mm-hmm. Is there such a thing as too much work? I think so. Well, I what okay. Well, tell me what what you think. I mean, I think when you get to the point when if none of the work is working, <laughs> if you're doing the work, quote unquote, and actually doing it, I mean, like actually being intentional and applying it, and things aren't changing. Yeah, clearly this clearly there's something off. Like, it, it, well, no, the reality is that. Okay, so you're saying like if you're applying these things and mm-hmm. something is off. Right. And, it, and when I mean by off, it doesn't necessarily mean like something's bad. It could just be like, oh, we can't seem to get on the same foot and we're trying all these different things, a different methods. We're doing a therapy, doing a workbooks, all these things, but nothing is shifting or changing. You might need to go ask the drawing board on this one. Like, are we even, should we be doing the work together? <laughs> that should be the question. So it's interesting, you know, so uh, Devon and I started a new couples therapist mm-hmm. uh, and... He was like, you know, I like to start not necessarily like with both y'all at the same time. Oh, okay. And so he was like, you know, in the beginning, I start with one person and then I go to the other person Mm -hmm. and then we do like 15 and 15 and then we do like together. But he was like, the first few sessions is going to be solo sessions. Right. And I thought that was interesting. (laughs) Well, I just thought it was interesting because it really... And not that this is like completely unique for therapists, but for couples therapists, but I thought it's 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 necessary because they need to also be able to have a safe space with the individual without the person sitting there for them to really get like a full scope of like what is actually happening. Right. And 
when it comes to like this whole like is there too much work thing I feel like I'm guilty of like always wanting to talk through the thing Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's just like (laughs) okay we got past it like Uh, just be good on that you know like uh, like let 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 if it it happens again in the next two days like okay then but like you don't have to always talk it through because I'd be wanting to just like okay so let's have a come to Jesus let's have a but also I feel like what your point is is more about just like are you lack are you just not compatible right I think sometimes people don't realize that oh we just don't fit together our puzzle you trying to put a, a, a square peg in a round hole because like if your value systems aren't the same mm-hmm. or your desires aren't the same it doesn't mm-hmm. matter how much therapy you go to right it's like y'all are not on the same page like i remember i was talking to a dude who just didn't have the same like love for life as me like he mm-hmm. just wasn't he just was i don't i don't even think he was depressed like right. he just had like a very kind of monotone way of of existing right um which didn't necessarily compliment like it's not like because sometimes there's like oh opposites attract yin and yang mm-hmm. yeah. but it was like it would ex- it like drain me right i think that's and that's key to know too i think sometimes it can be something simple you want to live um in a country on a ranch and they're like i want to <laughs> live next to the subway station so i yes. can go through the city every night and it's kind of like at on that moment we don't even we don't want the same things and i think you have to really sit down and be like just because i like you and that i think people also can, um, confuse the idea of like liking someone with compatibility too like just because I, I like you yeah. we have similar interests that mean we're compatible also on this level right it doesn't mean be friends doesn't mean because you're also trying to like literally put two lives together you're trying to put two two people as one unit to move through life for, for hopefully years and the older you are the harder that is because you're like fully you know developed and I think the thing about it is that you are there's a difference between like compatibility and conflict resolution mm-hmm. like compatibility to me is at our best selves we align right that's compatibility mm-hmm. right because in the best case scenario in your relationship like for the most part for the most time you're your best selves but right. then it's just like okay but how do we deal with it when things aren't on the right foot mm-hmm. um and that is when your trauma is in the way and so it becomes the work is like how we get our trauma out of the way of us right and you need both parties to really be committed to that. And baby, that's a journeyous work. Like two to tango. That's the work. That is the work. And we don't live in a world that really like encourages men to do that. It's mm-hmm. like just now starting, I feel. So I'm really happy to see like pages like Black Men Heal and um, the dad gang. And, you know, just that are really encouraging men to like Get it together. show up differently. Mm-hmm. For themselves, though. Right. And not just for their relationship. Well, because you, you don't do it for yourself, it don't even really matter. <laughs> Factory. <laughs> so if we got any brothers out there, any men out there that are listening, well, I'd love to hear from you what you're doing for yourself that is showing up in your relationship in a positive way. one 855 That's one 855 Our conversation on this group chat Thursday continues when we come up, when we come back. Keep it locked right here to The Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. All right, y'all, you know what it is. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm German Like the Bible. And it's time for 60 Second Headlines. All right, Amanda. Biden is launching a new student debt repayment plan in the wake of the Supreme Court ruling. Well, they ain't trying to, you know, give us no student loan forgiveness. I mean, I think. 
think you know there's a there's a version of this that they're trying to figure out. Just remember though, they were blocked mm-hmm. by them same Republicans that folks be calling the same as Democrats. The Democrats were trying to give you all your money back, and the Republicans said no, it's not the same. It's not. Also, Threads has now lost half of its member, according to Meta's chief Mark Zuckerberg. That doesn't surprise me. Why would anyone stay over there? Like, what is it even really about? There was like a chic little moment, and mm. then it's like, ugh, we did it. It's not Twitter. Twitter doesn't exist anymore. It's like it's like a. A, a faux oh. situation. F-A-U-X. It's not the same. Not Fox. Also, Hallie Bailey announced her debut solo single, Angel, drops today. Ooh, all right. We love that for her. Continuing to keep in the music space mm-hmm. after she blew up With in the Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid space, yeah. And lastly, Ludacris made a 50K donation to the Children's Theater in Cincinnati, helping the kids. That's so random. Is he from Ohio? No, he's from Georgia, right? No, he's not from Atlanta. He's from somewhere else. But like Atlanta claims him. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know what? They, you know, Ohio need money too. The kids. I wonder what that's. That feels like just so random. I didn't know that he would even have like children's theater on his. He's from Illinois. On his. Oh, that's right. He's from Chicago. I didn't know that he would have children's theater like on his radar. He is ever need need a little help. That's true. Full facts. Full facts. All right. Well, there you have it. That's the six second headlines right here at the Amanda Seal Show. We're in the midst of a group chat Thursday, so we got to get back to the lecture at hand. Don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, come on. We speak the world on this We shine. Thursday, August 3rd, 2023, and on this day in 1984, American gymnast Mary Lou Retton won the all-around event at the Los Angeles Games, becoming the first American woman to win an individual Olympic gold medal in gymnastics. I feel the need to add the asterisk Okay. that this Games was boycotted by Russia. Oh, really? And Russia at the time was very much a world leader in gymnastics. Why were they uh, boycotting, do you know? Um, you know, it was something to do with Gorbachev and, okay. you know, all that stuff. But uh, there's also just contested the fact that, like, she got scores that, <laughs> that are kind of like, mm, I don't know, okay. girl. I don't know, girl. But it. last week, we celebrated the 23rd anniversary of the Magnificent Seven. Mm-hmm. And that was big. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. But, you know, I love me a gymnastics throwback. <laughs> Not that any of you all care, but you love me, so you know I care. <laughs> well, we also I- have, uh, you're most likely, whatever. What do we got coming up? Well, I know you care about Group Chat Thursday. I do, I do. And we were talking about a lot this 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 show. But we got to keep the conversation going. We're talking about moving, Amanda. Amer- America is changing. Well, I don't know if it's really changing, actually. I uh, know, but it's, it's... just showing its true colors yeah, more yeah, and more yeah, every day. Yeah, 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 you And you might got to book that, take that passport and, you know, hop, skip, jump across the ocean. <laughs> so if you were to move, Amanda, where would you go? Well, you know, would you become a black expat and, you know, change your life? Well, we're going to talk about it. Um, We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about like some of the top uh, cities in the world, countries Mm -hmm. in the world for black expats. Give you all some just insight on places to go, people to see in case things go left. And you like, you know what? I ain't even trying to be here. But then I also want to talk to y'all, especially to you, Jeremiah, about just like what would make you have to leave Mm -hmm. and what makes you want to stay? Okay. 
All right, so keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. Remember, you can hit us up, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. You can also check us out every day wherever you get your podcast. if you miss any of the show. You can also check out the latest episode of my podcast, Small Doses, with uh, the always polarizing Jason Lee of Hollywood Unlocked. We're talking about side effects of gossip. No, I do not ask him about his colorism issues because I did not know that he apparently has colorism issues. Apparently, that's like a whole thing on these internets that 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 is like a thing with Jason. And I just I, I didn't know. I didn't oh, know. So we did not address that. But we addressed many other things. And uh, I hope you check it out. You can also watch it today because the visuals are going to go up live 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on YouTube, Amanda Seals TV. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seals. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Seal Show. It's the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. We're here on a group chat Thursday. Mm-hmm. Talking about traveling. Might just have to see your friends in the group chat if you move. Right. So, you know, at one point, you know, people have branded America the Great Melting Pot, the land of milk and honey. Yes. Opportunity. Yes. But folks is moving, Amanda. The yeah. Alphas moved that convention out of Florida. <laughs> like, they said we gotta go. But the question is, would you ever move out of the country if it gets too, if it gets too crazy out of here? Me? Out of here? In general, have you ever thought about it? You know, have you heard people talk about the situation about moving out of the country? Yeah. Do you know anyone who's about to move out of the country? Um, one of the young ladies that we had interviewed for the executive producer position, she was from Mexico. She was living, in, not from, but she was hitting oh. us from Mexico. She was living in Mexico. Okay. And I saw a video the other day of um, this uh, woman talking about like the expats, the black folks that have mm. moved to Guadalajara, Mexico, and they meet up like once a month and, okay. you know, create community. Listen, it's happening more than we think. Mm-hmm. It's happening more than we think. Um, there's also a show called Expats that I heard actually like one or was nominated for an Emmy. I uh, can't remember what channel it's on, but the the woman who's on the show had called. She had came onto my Instagram like years ago and was saying that she was trying to do this show. And I was like, girl, do your show, do your show. And so she sent me a message the other day. and was like, you know, thank you so much for encouraging me to do the show. We actually got an Emmy nomination. And I was like, I mean, you may have to give me some pointers. Right. Because I may need to be on the show. Right. right. Because things are getting hectic. They are. It's getting it's getting it's getting kind of hectic. I don't know. Kind of. It's, it's, it's a song. It it's a song. It's oh, a song. Really? Yes. I'm sorry. I don't know. It, it, yeah. Sorry to this man or woman or non-binary uh, individual. It's getting, it's getting, it's getting kind of hectic. Ooh. But it is getting kind of hectic out here in America. You know, between the laws, NAACP advisories, um, human rights advisories, the child labor, child labor, Roe v. Wade repeal. At this point, I'm just like, ooh, the heat. But well, he everywhere, really. Yes, but, it is. But the 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 oceans are rising, also as well in Florida. In the, I think they said New York was sinking. And 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 Donald Trump's response to the oceans rising in Florida was, "We'll just need to get more beachfront property." He did say that, which I don't think that's how it works. It's per not, say Donald. But you also, know. like the insurance companies have pulled out of Florida. Like there's like oh, only yeah. like two more left, I think. So what, are, so what are we really doing? What are we really doing? Do you even have faith that the country will like can turn around <laughs> before we all have to do a mass exodus? 
You know, it's interesting. When you look at history, there's no reason to believe that it will. Okay. And I know that may sound really like defeatist, but it's- The history of the world or the The history country? of the country. Okay. Um, there have been inroads made, mm-hmm. but in in the case of very Pyrrhic victories, and y'all know I love that word Pyrrhic, and it really just means a victory where the losses are feel greater than the win. Right. Um, for instance, like when we talk about the Civil War, it's like, okay, well, the Civil War gave the opportunity for a new constitution to happen, but look how many people had to die in the Civil War. Right. It lasted for four years. Mm-hmm. And then when the constitution was like getting the chance to be rewritten, or like at least upgraded to like a new world where black people are going to be equal. They were like, ah, never mind. And then Jim Crow settled in. Right. So in order to me, in order for this country to like actually turn around it, the people have to turn around first. That's true. And that's why I'm so dedicated right now to really continuing the effort of getting folks on board with being civic minded Mm -hmm. and understanding that this government is really run by you. And if you do not engage in it, it will run itself. And these people do not care about you. They don't care about you. And so it's like trying to kind of squeeze that rock, you know, like, it's like yeah, <laughs> but I, I believe I do believe, though, that I, I, I feel like it might also be silly, but I believe in the people more. I believe in the government um, and that we can rise up. And I feel like there's far more examples of that. Mm-hmm. In our history of the people saying we've had enough, we're not going to take it. Then there are of the government saying, you know what? We, we Y'all deserve this. That's true. That's true. I mean, historically around the world, not just in America. Exactly. Like the people, the, the, the powers that be never decide never. We, should, we should do something different. It's the people who um, force the issue. Exactly. There's a great clip by incredible historian Howard Zinn. Uh, uh, on my Instagram page right now talking about the fact that historically the only thing that's caused change has been disruption. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily have to be violent disruption, but disruption and being impolite. What happens is the, the, the subtle disruption don't get heard. That's when people start <laughs> cutting heads off. Well, that's why I end up raising my voice because when I talk sweetly, people don't respond to me and then I have to be like, oh, you know what? And then they're like, oh my God, I mean, it's difficult. <laughs> we just went on a different That's a different, that's a different group chat. <laughs> difficult women. Mm. that's a group chat topic we got to get into. But when we get back, I want to find out what it would take for you to leave America because you, your feet are solidly planted here. And I feel like, you know, I understand why as a young person, but what would it take for you to be like, you know what? I got to get on out. Y'all, same question goes to you. Hit me up, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. I am Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, I like the Bible. So we've been talking about the idea of leaving America. Yes. When we see all these like laws coming down, you know, you ran it down last break, just from child labor laws to mm-hmm. uh, being like alleviated. So now we have children actually dying on the job. Right. Uh, we also have the repeal of Roe v. Wade. We mm-hmm. also just have blatant, blatant racism, mm-hmm. just like scampering about like a white girl leaving the club with her shoes off. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's gotten bonkers. However, so many people are very much like, but I'm sticking by her. Right. I'm going to stick beside her. Yes. You're one of those people. To an extent, yeah. To Oh, this is different well, not from... E- but not even necessarily because of the country. It's more so just as me as an individual. <laughs> okay. I ain't thinking beside America because America is full of... Yeah? Yeah. Milk and honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what... I mean, what would it take for you to leave America? I mean, honestly, it got to be a civil war. I got to start bringing out uh, the Rockets Red Glare. It would take a war. The Rockets Red Glare. Rocket Red's clear. You a fool. <laughs> I got to start. The Ramparts. Right. That was watching. 
and Gabby Cannonball is coming out. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you got, oh, yeah, was for real. I got it. You know, what's interesting to note, though, is that when the Civil War took place, I mean, there, the West had not been discovered in. Right. Well, not right. discovered is not the word. The West had not been colonized. Right. Um, and so there was a far less great, less uh, expanse of land to mm-hmm. have a Civil War on. Mm hmm. Now we got, ooh, first of all, we already got a lot going on. A war, if we don't need that type of type of energy, too much. That's it, what it's going to take. So that's what, that's when I'm like, oh, okay. Books flight, on Google flight. I don't believe that. You don't think so? For it's you? Too, no. That's, you already know, I can't do the stress. That's, that, I'm already stressed in just regular life where just the regular stuff that's going on, like, you know. That's just because you're 29 and you're going through a Saturn return and you make everything overdramatic. So and imagine I just, a Rampart's watch going yeah, on. Yeah, but <laughs> things change. Like life changes you. And it, and when you are particularly an artist, you, you start making choices about how you exist in your purpose and your art. They are no longer just like flippant. They're really about like, okay, this is not me like trying something. This is me living something. So I think, you know, it's too early to say, I mean, I asked you, so that's why you answered, but I do think like, I do think there's a different thing that happens when you're pushed against the wall and you're asking yourself like, what am I really made of? What do I really care about? Am I useful here? Listen, y'all, I ain't grabbing a musket and going down to Atlanta <laughs> to join the fight. <laughs> it ain't me. <laughs> I'm hopping on the boat and I'm going to be like James Baldwin. You're a writing books. But he came back. I'm going to come back after y'all got y'all stuff together. He didn't come back after. <laughs> he came back in the thick. When the heat come down. He came back. He said, I'm going to go over here. And I'm going to get my bearings. I'm going to get my peace. I'm going to not think about race for a little bit because I need to like actually like we were talking about like doing too much work in the last break with relationships. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes Devon's like, can you just not talk about like the thing that we're trying to fix for three days so I can have like a little reset, you know? And I think it's the same thing. It's like, you just need like a little reset and then you got to come back and and, and throw them bows. I'm going to come back like Seely's sister at In the Color Purple. I got you in Africa. <laughs> Might you were in Africa. Okay. That's going to be me with my regalia. <laughs> well, speaking of places to go to, when we get back, we have a list okay. of the five best places, the five best places for Black Americans to move abroad according to Travel Noir. Oh. All right. So keep it like right here at the Amanda Seal Show. Um, we're going to get into it. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. Now, all hour we've been talking about, okay, America is definitely trying it. So we got to continue. We got to consider... Places to go. People to see. Mm-hmm. Other countries that we could possibly thrive in. Now, let me tell you, what are some of your deal breakers before I give you the list of the top five places for Black Americans to move abroad? I could do a winter, but it can't be a harsh winter. I don't need snow. I don't need snow boots. I can't do it. Is there such a 
Thing. I don't know, but that's on the wish list. Okay, I, mean, I live in California. Well, fair, same. I'm not doing. I'm not doing Scandinavian winter. Right, I can't do it. Also, I gotta have some type of black people somewhere. I ain't saying it gotta be, you know, Atlanta, but <laughs> I gotta be looking like, oh, there are Negroes here. In, okay, in, in some vicinity, or at least diversity. It yeah, can't be. I can't be the only one. Y'all looking at me crazy. Right. I got better get me some cocoa butter somewhere. Some shea, some shea butter. <laughs> um, I feel like I have to be by water. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point in my life, okay. I, I have to be by water. And I honestly realize that like I've been able to achieve that pretty consistently because New York, mm-hmm. people don't think about it, but it's an island. Right. So water every day. Um, and now living in Cali, like I don't live on the water, but I live close enough to where like if I really be like, I want to go to the beach, like I can right. go and it's not like a whole day planning thing. So water and I don't even necessarily mean like a beach but like a river a lake like i just the cancer in me is like i need the waters my last thing i need i don't know if this is realistic but this is what i want this is what i want it's my it's hey my list. dream without limitation i need a place that can provide me a 10 piece hot lemon pepper yeah. oh yeah you're wilding with, you, you know, better you better fries. learn how to make that and then start a business there <laughs> and a peach drink. that's what i need yeah learn how to make it start a business there i think it'll go off well you know they taught the uh was it the koreans the fried chicken like the black people yeah. yep during like the war so look and then you get banchan chicken. <laughs> they got their whole other, they got their own chicken. See, you know. Well, is that a video you saw on the Instagrams? I don't know why. Why Because someone else said that to me the other day. And I'm just like, oh, this is a video. This must be a video floating around. I think I've known it for like a, a while though. Uh, okay. But it might be on TikTok. Well, here we go. Five less places for black Americans to move abroad. Okay. What do we have? Medellin, Colombia. Ooh, Colombia. So I know Colombia, a lot of people think, are y'all trying to get me kidnapped? <laughs> uh, apparently it's grown tremendously in popularity over the past few years. It's an exciting city. It's got a lot to do. There's an active nightlife mm. scene. Um, and there's a thriving black expat community. And that's the thing when you're talking about community and like black people. Mm. When I, I remember when I went over to Dubai to do stand-up, like I was like, okay, I'm not really sure who I'm going to be doing stand-up for, but... They had a huge expat community because a lot of people are former military and they get uh. like military contracts. Um, but it was like a lot of black folks. Okay. Enough to where I felt like, oh, this is the black expat community. Like <laughs> right. they had their own subset. Right. I mean, I'd be seeing a lot of black people on TikTok going to Columbia for the for the dentures and like the veneers. Yeah. So maybe it's a thing with that. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So this, this is on the list. Next up, Lisbon, Portugal. Portugal. So okay. Lisbon apparently is described as a vibrant city with scenery that's unlike any other place you will find. The views of the colorful houses, that's very black folks, combined with its iconic seven hills as the yellow and red trams like roll through the neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. They're very iconic. It's a perfect postcard. It's also apparently very rich in diversity and culture. But this makes sense because... And um, another place where there's black expats. Because on the Real Housewives, like several Real Housewives franchises with the black women, they've, mm-hmm. been, they've been to Portugal at least right. like three times. I'm like, y'all Isn't that when... Uh, Candy blew up the bathroom. They were on their way to Portugal. On our way to Portugal. Mind you, have I seen the show? No, but I know this because of Jeremiah, like the Bible. All right, so uh, this one is great for me. Belize City, Belize. I am obsessed with Belize. I love Belize. They say it's one of the best decisions you've made. You get beaches, you get rainforests. It's diverse natural beauty. What I notice is that you also get like a real sense of like hospitality and connectedness, but um, in, in like an island kind of way. Is it humid? Of course, it's on the Caribbean okay, Sea. I'm like, I feel but it. you get all of that, but without the lack of infrastructure. Like it's very uh-huh. organized, Okay, at, at least in my experience. So uh, Belize has the highest percentage population of African descent of any Central American nation. Cause you know, that's where um, some, there was like a whole slave ship situation. Right. 
And I, the name of the people actually is eluding me right now, but the last two are Dakar, Senegal, and Limon, Costa Rica. Mm, okay. I'm, I'm feeling Belize. You kind of sell me in Belize. The I'm obsessed with Belize. And when I go write my next book, I will go to Belize to do it. Uh, so that's that. Well, that's that's it. If you're trying to move, we got you. I'm and curious. you know what? You'd be able to listen to the show wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> right. I'm curious where the people at home will go and move to. Hit me up. 1-855-MANDA-8. Anything that's been like curious, let's just been like knocking at the back of your head. Like right. maybe, maybe I need to go to Ghana, et cetera, et cetera. Hit me up. 1-855-MANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Keep it locked. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We We've been here all day in the group chat Thursday. That's We're right. talking about all types of things, mm-hmm. but we're not out of here yet. We are not, Amanda. And you know what? Even though it's a group chat Thursday, I still got to give you a word of the day. You do. I do. All right. So the word of the day, Jeremiah, like the Bible, is disavow. Disavow. Yes. It's a verb. I know this word. Uh, to like, um, not to, to disown, to um, close, to to, to avow something, to like to confirm it, so to unconfirm, to like take it. Um, oh my God, what's the word I want to use? Take its not quality, its value, its authority away. Uh, kind of, kind of. I mean, basically, yes and no. It means to deny responsibility for. Okay. So in a sentence, in the face of intense public scrutiny, the college's president is now trying to disavow her previous statements about eliminating tenure. So it's like, okay, okay, all these black coons down in Florida was riding with the conservatives, but now they're trying to disavow their allegiance because they said slavery, because the conservatives said slavery was not that bad. Right. Got it. All right. I hope you got it because you know tomorrow. It's my quiz. Yes, right, y'all. We're going to be playing it. We're going to be playing. This quiz is is hard in fifth grade. Word to the herb. (laughs) (laughs) If you miss any of the show, remember you can listen to our daily podcast available everywhere you get your podcast. Just search The Amanda Seals Show. You can also check out the latest episode of my podcast, Small Doses. This week we are lighting things up with Jason Lee from Un- Hollywood Unlocked. Jason came on the show. He had his sunglasses on. He was in a different kind of place, a different kind of space. And so it was a different kind of show. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we'll see if y'all are going to come for me or if you're going to come for him or whatever the case, I hope you come through and listen. And also watch it on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV because it premieres today. 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. Okay, we got more for you. We're not out of here yet. When we get back, you know I got to hit y'all with my I be knowing. And uh, what do I be knowing today? Don't go anywhere. Let's find out. It's the Amanda Seals Show. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn, y'all. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. I'm Amanda Seals. And Amanda, it is now time to hit the people with I be knowing. So this weekend, I had the dope experience of going to Napa Valley for the Blue Note Jazz and uh, Hip Hop Music Festival hosted Ooh. by Robert Glasper and Dave Chappelle. It was a beautiful experience. Just so dope. The music, the vibes, the people. And there were so many people, not just women, just people 
that came up to me throughout the days that I was there and said, you know, I just want to tell you, like, I really love your work now. Okay. Like, I'm not trying to brag, but like people will say like, I love your work or whatever, because I mean, ultimately like there's so much work out here. Right. So I don't think for a second that I'm the only person they're saying that to I mean, Robert flipping Gasper is right here. Like that's going around. But what was so trippy was how many people were like having a eye to eye moment with me. Like we need to do what you're talking about doing. Like we need to be locked in. Like we need to really be focused as black people, as sisters, as brothers, et cetera. And it really was so reinforcing to me because on these internets, you can feel like you're alone in your assertiveness, your allegiance to our community, you know, your commitment to elevation, et cetera. And it was like, I had to be out in the midst of the people to really get that reinvigoration of like, no, you're not on this like Island by yourself. And in these people talking to me though, like I'm seeing how earnest they are, you know? And so that's the other thing that just gave me so much encouragement that I'm not just talking to folks who are like, man, keep doing it, girl. We're going to be here just, you know, cheering you on. They're like, nah, like I'm doing it too. And that's the thing that we have to do is build each other up. The other part of this was them telling me, you know, I feel the need to tell you this because you take so much from people because people are always hitting you with so much BS, et cetera, et cetera. And I just want to send out just like a, a thank you, and on the vibration waves to folks for for speaking into me and taking a moment in their enjoyment of this festival, you know, where they're with their friends, they're in their coochie cutters, they got their wine and saying like, no, like I need to stop and speak into you. We and, and saying that with I need to do that because we need to do that to each other. And I hope that we speak into you all here at the show Cause that's really something that I feel like is, is very important and a tradition that in radio is necessary. When you have people like Petey Green and Tom Joyner, like they spoke into the black community in a way that lifted us up and made us feel like, okay, we're being heard as we hear them. And I hope to do that with this show in the same way. And this weekend really made me feel like I'm on my way. Thanks to you all being so willing to take time out of your time to spare. I mean, take time out of your time to share your thoughts with me and share your love with me. So Thank you. And do that for everyone in your life that you really rock with, that you feel like has that that thing that we need more of because they need it. They need it. Like, I know sometimes people think like, oh, they good. They good. They got this. You need it. When you give in so much, you get it back. When flipping past the noose from Dela, like I'm hugging him because of his loss and because like it's so beautiful to see Dela, you know, they're my favorite group to see on stage. And then he stops me like, nah, I got to talk to you about you. I'm like, what? It's just you need it. You need it. So thank y'all. I be knowing. Keep it locked right here. The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. What's good, y'all? See Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. And of course, it's group chat Thursday, but we gotta take some calls. We gotta take some y'all calls. So let's go to the phone line. See, us up at one one eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. Anytime you wanna call us, our phones are open twenty four seven. What's up, y'all? Who's on the line? You know what? I'm really upset to hear about what Houston is doing in the education system as far as creating mm. detention centers and swapping out the libraries. I think people aren't really understanding the severity of the effects that books are under right now. 
and yes. how they're really trying to strip away the knowledge and the access to the knowledge. Um, I hope that people really would take to social media and all media platforms and start pushing these issues. Um, and that's why I use my platform on social media to push books and push literacy um, and the knowledge for the people and the children. And I'll be definitely posting this story up on my socials at justbook underscore ish at Instagram. Thank you so much for sharing this topic today. All right. She said using her platform to share resources, which is important at these times. You know what? I don't think a lot of people really have put together that there was 2020 when people were waking up and in the streets and saying, hey, racism is bad. And then they said, you know what? 2022, we need to start banning books. That is not coincidental at all. Literally, it was like, oh, people are waking up. We need to shut down the wakery. Also, that's when we saw the word woke being disenfranchised and co-opted into something that is problematic because people were becoming woke. And so then it became, well, now we're anti-woke. Mind you, all it means is we're anti-caring about people. Right. That's what it really means when they say it. But ultimately, I just want to keep in mind, I want people to really see this book banning stuff is connected to people waking up. And they're saying we don't want people to learn any more knowledge because then they will wake up even more and shut this down. They are afraid of you and they should be because you have power. Go ahead. Yes, I agree. Echo all those thoughts. So thank you, um, Tisha, for um, your call. Now let's go to Chris in Humble, Texas. What's up, Chris? Hey, this is Chris from Humble, Texas. Um, I'm calling to comment regarding the, the school system, removing the libraries and putting in... Um, a center of facility for kids with behavior problems. I think it's bullshit, honestly. Okay. Um, because not only are they creating the space for those kids who have behavior problems for something to look forward to, um, they are also removing the actual library from students who benefit from libraries. You've got kids who love to read. My 10-year-old loves to read. Um, and then, like you said, um, it's different resources. It's just it's just different things that the library offer in the school and can benefit students more versus having a facility for kids with behavior problems. Um, that's not the proper way to address those behavior problems with those, with those students. You know, um, I understand. You know, I, I may can understand their 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 thought process a little, but. The fact that they remove in library to add a behavior facility for for children is that's unacceptable. It's, it's almost like a little like a little mini prison system in, in my head. That's the first thing that came to my mind was prison. And you like, know what? You were right. You know I don't that. understand how they can have a. There shouldn't be nothing that's encouraged because now you're going to those kids who do have potential behavior problems or behavior problems. You're going to give them something to look forward to. Well, at least I can go to school and act out, or at least I can. There's a place for us, you know. Not saying it's not, but that's not the proper way to address kids with behavior problems. It's bullshit. Summing it up. <laughs> Summing it up. And it's kind of to this point, like, you know, I don't say I got from point A to point B. So we have we have kids with behavior problems. Let's close the library. <laughs> that's the part that's so confusing to me. Like, there wasn't any facilities. There weren't any other facilities that this could be done in. Mm-hmm. So that's the part that lets you know it's BS. Mm-hmm. 
libraries and that don't make any sense. There's no correlation because it's not like there are specific things that are in a library facility that are going to be used for, right. you know what I mean? It's not like a gym and they're like, oh, we're going to change the gym from a basketball place to a volleyball place. No, the library is the library. Right. They're not even using it to be like, we're going to use books to, you know, read, no. read these kids. They said, we're going to take the books out. We're going to beat the kids with the books because <laughs> they have behavior problems. That's basically what they're saying. Y'all, y'all, y'all. Thank you for calling us as always. You always have great insight. one 855 amanda 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. We have more show for you. I swear, I swear. So don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. All right, y'all. We gonna head on out. It's been a beautiful group chat Thursday. We talked about a lot of dope stuff today. We did, we did. Parental relationship. Uh-huh. Relationship, relationship. Hard work. I want y'all to go back and listen if you missed it because we played a clip of Shawnee O'Neal with Shaq's ex-wife, but she's now married to another brother. And they talk about like this, this exercise that they do about communication and goal planning that really helps them to just kind of bond. Lock in. Lock in. And I just, I'm taking it. I'm, I'm about to use it. I'm glad they shared it. And I think it'd be helpful for a lot of other folks. Make sure you go check out the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Um... Tomorrow's fun day Friday. It is. We have a lot of fun, a lot of black joy. Black joy stories, the black spin. We're going to play a little game because, you know, we always test the words. Yes, we do. So, yeah. Supreme has been really molly whopping <laughs> that end. You know, I have other skills in my life. <laughs> But I'm, a, I'm coming. I'm coming ready tomorrow. For All right, Friday. All right, and it's quiz. You heard it here first, right here at the Amanda Seals Show. You know what to do, y'all. Give us a call one eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. Make sure to check out the latest episode of my podcast, Small Doses. This week we have Jason Lee from Hollywood on the Lot talking about side effects of gossip, y'all. He tried to tell me that he's not gossiping. Cut it out, Jason. Remember, you can also watch the visuals today on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV, four p.m. Pacific, seven p.m. Eastern. All right, Friday tomorrow, all good news. Are you looking forward to it? I know I am. We are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. Keep locked right here with the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.